Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here this evening for the second of our Jump the Shark series, um, where we will be covering 1996's Leprechaun 4 in Space. Um, Very quick bit of housekeeping before we do. Um, Anybody in the London area, uh, myself and Lady Jennifer yesterday on the information we had received from previous guest Darnie. Um, the BFI at the South Bank is holding an exhibit of the Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's free. You have to book a slot to because it's it's very small, so you know, you're in and out. Um but oh it's it's excellent. It's really, really good. Uh it's exactly what I want from an exhibition. Huh. They've got like fifty pieces there's no filler. It's in three rooms. You get in, you see what you want to see, and then you get out. It mm. was excellent. It was great. Like, it was all the stuff. It was like handwritten letters um, and artwork from the show, and they had a dress that she wore and one of her pairs of the red shoes and stuff. So, like, oh, and the camera from Peeping Tom. Um, oh, wow. Oh, so yeah. there was other sort of like Powell and Pressburger stuff. Yes. There. Yes, and all the stuff from Kate Bush when she did a uh, music. I don't know if it was a film. Yeah, or... she did the Red, the red Shoes. I think it was an, an album of yes. Kate Bush, I think, mm. yeah. Yeah, so she did like a music video. So there's letters backwards and forwards and loads of stuff. Like that. Um, oh, that's really good. But yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it, it was great. I say, and it was one of those, it was perfect. You were in, you saw exactly what you wanted to see, and then you were out, and <laughs> it was splendid and it's on till the 31st of december so if anyone is about and wants to go and see it i heartily recommend it excellent and and obviously we did an episode on the red shoes so you know go back and listen to that one and uh definitely do see the red shoes it's fucking great Uh, well i did fucking enjoy that Mm. so yes yes with the exception of the ballet i enjoyed it (laughs) 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 um yes so we are on to a, a very tonally different film to our last our last film. Is um, it really? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, well, uh, personally, I, for, I, I, all right, I'm going to come right out and say it. I felt that this film had tried to do exactly what that film did, but fucked every single step of it up and got everything completely wrong. And it was an absolute travesty of a film. <laughs> so there we go. So that's my uh, <laughs> my tuppence worth right out. Chris, what did you make of this lunacy? Well, I I didn't <laughs> expect that we would be able to rise above Jason X and create even more insanity. I thought I thought we'd finished at that point, really. But you know, I, I should have expected it from you guys. So uh, what I'm going to say, uh, the William Tell Overture has taken on a whole new tone for me. I'll never be able to listen to that the same again. <laughs> Uh, without thinking about exploding penis leprechaun things. Um, I've taken a few few one-liners away from this. I will shoot anyone who says I'm defensive, and I feel a lot better than I look. I think I could use those two in quite a few conversations. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, what more do you need? A film, you've got romance, you've got space marines, tons of one-liners, yeah. you've got some kneecapping with a lightsaber, uh, death by mm-hmm. breasts, sort of metaphorically and a crazy messed up monster it's that that quite a was lot. the worst excuse for <laughs> gratuitous nudity in a film uh, i'm assuming ever. i'm assuming they 
they knew everything Basically, they were doing. But uh, yeah, I, I assume so. But I looked, I looked into it. Mm. Sorry, that sounds wrong. This was because <laughs> this is uh, for me, me, both me and Chris. This is our first time viewing yes. Leprechaun Four in space. I've because the only other one I've seen is I've seen the first one, Leprechaun, on when we did it on here. Yeah. And so me too. I'm assuming there is a two and three. And I'm assuming for some reason we, no... we skipped those. Because I'll I'll give it its due. The one thing this the one thing that this probably edges over Jason X is not even bothering to tie it up. It's like sort of not even giving you a reason. It's like no, he's in space now. Yeah, because yeah. I gather matter. that's got fuck all to do with three. There's not even like a. I think three was in Las Vegas. It is. That's what I saw. It was like basically, yeah. That and then the one after this is Leprechaun in the Hood. I thought you would definitely have seen that one, which I've not seen. No, I've got like to say oh, it's. it's I'm just tempted. Weird. I think he stayed yeah. there. I think they did two in the Hood. <laughs> yeah, I think there's back. I think there's like in the Hood and then back in the Hood or whatever it was. Yeah, back in the Hood. <laughs> Yeah, so I I sat and watched these four, or oh, maybe three or four years ago now. Um, yeah, and over the course of a week, I watched them, and I got as far as this one, and I was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm not, there's two more, and I cannot, for the life of me, do it. Um, yeah, so this was the film that turned me against the franchise. I mean, and they're pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was the one where I was just like, it can't, it can't get any worse than this, and I, I mean. That being said, I, I still think the Scorpion Spider Scientist looks pretty good. I was genuinely that, impressed with that. That looks fucking amazing. And can we just for, and particularly for British listeners, mm. um, obviously, Lieutenant Gruber from a well, lower low. I, I was like, I know, I know this guy. I just could not place him. I had to look yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was great actually. Yeah, he guy, guy signer, guy signer. <laughs> Yeah, he he's the one person who I felt, yeah, you know exactly what this film is. <laughs> yes, uh, you're I... you're one of the him and Harold actually are weirdly mm. the two pitched just at the right point. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. I think they seem to be the only t- and Warwick Davis, obviously. Um, <clears> but yeah, it felt like everybody else in it had no idea what they were making. It was the, again was the impression I got from it. Like it didn't. Oh yeah, I just, I just don't. It felt like a film that had been knocked up in someone's lunch break for an hour. Like they just scribbled down a load of nonsense, not bothered making any sense of it or tying any of it together. Went, ah, fuck it, it's the fourth one. Who, who cares at this point? Who is watching? Let's just get it out the door and get on with whatever is going on this afternoon. Is um, it actually the lowest IMDb rating film we've seen? It's got to be close. It's it's three point five. I mean that is. Old. I bet we've seen worse than that. I bet there's <laughs> ones we've watched that are rated far, deservedly or so or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's ones that we've watched that are great that people are, oh the fuck is it? Like, <clears throat> I did yeah, well, mention actually one other person saying about him, uh, the guy from the lower low. Uh, also the uh, Rick Peters who plays Mook, who was one of the. Um, uh, one of the Marines. Yeah. He was like the second one to die. Um, oh, he... Was it Mooch? Yes, Mooch. That's it. Uh, yeah. He is also from uh, Night of the Demons 2. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, but that, plays that's a very similar character. But that's the the director is the director of Night of the Demons Two, Brian Trenchard Smith. Mm. Oh, really? Night of the Demons Two was so good. Is, yeah, there's maybe. quite. A, when I was looking through it, a lot of the <laughs> cast were in Night of the Demons Two, or quite a few anyway. So it's not, yeah, not just him. There was a few others, but yeah, Brian Trenchard Smith, who directed this, is Australian director, mm. and he's done. He's had a wildly prolific and quality uneven career. (laughs) Um, But he did, um, Lee, was it you who was saying about Stunt Rock? No. No, Or it might have been Bobby. I think it might have been Bobby, actually. But he he directed Night of the Demons 2, a film called Tyrannosaurus Aztecia, uh, Stunt Rock, Dead End Driving, which I've got, but I still haven't watched, The BMX Bandits. Oh, BMX uh, Bandits. Yeah, Death Cheaters. He did some episodes of Mission Impossible. Um, but the film, I've seen a film of his called Turkey Shoot, which is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. It's this, um, you know, um, the most dangerous game where it's like people hunting people. Yeah. It's basically that. But, um, yeah, Turkey Shoe is um, like three weirdos go off to kill a load of prisoners who are left to run through this jungle area. and uh, But one of them is a really camp bloke with a beard who who drives a bulldozer and his butler is probably a werewolf. He's like some sort of beast man sort of thing. But there's no explanation for it whatsoever. It's like the perfect double bill for Death Race 2000, but it's Australian, so it's just that we, just that slightly more violent and slightly more fucking <laughs> sort of couldn't give a fuck, <laughs> which is something compared to a Roger Corman film. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, he he's, um, yeah, he's the director, and um, but I don't think he was particularly happy with the way it came out. Certainly, I don't think he thought the CGI looked any good. I've got to say, I think that was one of the turning points for me. Yeah, was the CGI looking so rogue? I mean, yeah, maybe it's not his fault. I mean, he did the third one, I think, and the third one I remember quite enjoying. And it it comes down a lot from, so the third one's got a five on IMDb and this has got three Mm -hmm. and a half. Yes, I don't know if basically the fourth one, they slashed the budget and that's why it came out quite as bad as it did. I mean... I don't know. It's well, I mean, like I say, I, I sort of looked into the background of it. The boobs, by the way, the death mm. by boobs, Chris. Yeah. Um, apparently the US distributor said, right, the film has to have breasts in it, otherwise you can't make it. <laughs> so they wrote it into they no, but they wrote it into the script. They were like, right, can we find the most stupid way <laughs> of doing that? <laughs> You know, I they take were like, back right, everything we'll... I've said to this point. If that's what, <laughs> if that's the way this film was written for that reason, I am back on board. Because that's the thing. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of knowingness about it, but like you say, I just don't think done with. <laughs> to start saying as much panache as Jason X, I feel <laughs> like this this podcast has sunk to a new low. I but... think this is it. I think we should call it a day at this <laughs> point. <laughs> We have to go down to go back up. It's it's yeah, the that's true. Oh, we're looking at the stars, but yeah. So that's basically the US distributor was like, yeah, put some put some tits in it, and they were like, right, 
we'll put some tits in it. What's the most stupid fucking reason we can think? <laughs> it's because, like, one, it's a ridiculous idea. And the second bit is, I was discussing it yesterday with Jennifer and sort of trying to tell her about it. And I said, exactly. So she went, okay, so she shows her boobs and therefore that means these people are going to die. If she's been kidnapped and she's in the middle of space, who's going to do gonna the killing? Because it's not... <laughs> And I was like, yeah, no, exactly. None of it makes any sense at all. It's just, but yeah, I suppose if that was a fuck you to the studio, then I'll, uh, I will definitely give it an extra mark out of 10 for that. That's now the best scene in the film. <laughs> I think the weird thing is, is because I, like I say, I've not seen, I've only seen this in the first one, but even then, the leprechauns, the leprechauns' the, the, the powers were pretty nebulous. Yes. It, you know, you don't know. It's like, how much magic, like... He can pretty he can much do, do almost anything. But in certain circumstances, he yeah. can't. Yeah. And it's sort of... It's... I, I listened to a, a, another podcast where they covered all of the films, mm. and they were saying they think they are different leprechauns because ah, okay. he has different powers in every movie and he never references anything that's happened in the previous. So it could just be each film is a different leprechaun and some of them have different powers. Um, that still doesn't make a lot of sense. No. In that they've just done that without mentioning it or, <laughs> but yeah. I quite like that. That's something the James Bond film should embrace. There should be no, he's a different bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Not the same fucker who was doing it in the 60s, but somehow he's younger. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so his powers are all over the shop versus sort of space tech and sci fi and things like that. So you're like, what? How much of it is, I mean, like, I mean, Correct me if I'm incorrect. I'm not a scientist, but I I feel that some of the science in this, particularly the genetics, was a bit lacking. A bit wiggity, yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, like him bursting out of that bloke's crutch. Like, I mean, <laughs> like none of it. I I still don't understand why that happened. If I'm honest, I don't. Just I don't to get put an, an aliens reference in there for fun. Yeah, kind of. But then make it about but it. silly, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I also, I mean, I'll, I'll say one thing: when it's the big leprechaun at the end, mm. that looks okay because yeah. they've because they've got we brilliantly they've got a that sort of docking area which looks really basic, like mm. their sort of cargo area. Actually, it's like, oh, no, it, it's better like this because they can actually do a half-decent sort of giant yeah, um, CGI, sort of, not CGI, but like um, blue-screened in. Yeah. And um, and Claire, Claire genuinely thought the best bit of the film was the middle finger at the end. That's I was going <laughs> to mention that bit. Yeah. That certainly seemed like an appropriate way to finish things. It's also weird because we did Alien a few weeks back and then I watched Aliens mm. as well. Yeah, me too. And it's just that sort of weird thing of you forget what a fucking like imprint that has on anything sci like in this sort of sci-fi thing where it's like it's right, 
Space Marines, right, we're doing it exactly like yeah. aliens. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. And sort of and again, it was like you saw Jason X, you now sort of appreciate, oh, that was that was mid-level yeah. of what this can be. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, oh, this is like you've ordered an off wish. And it's like, no, no, actually, this was this this lot were giving it a decent go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one just, uh, as you say, and even like the one liners and stuff from the Leprechaun were awful. Like, I just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know now, as I say, I now know why I haven't had any inclination to go back and rewatch this again, because it's all. I might go back and rewatch the third one uh, now I've done this one, but yeah, mm. this one is just utter shit. <laughs> Surely you got to do the hoods. I am tempted, but I tell you, this is the problem. It sounds like a great concept, but him in space sounded like a great concept, <laughs> and they screwed it up. So, I mean, the fact that they did two of them does imply that maybe they did manage to find something. some decent ground. Yeah, and, yeah, and do something. Um, but yeah, not enough for me to actually pull my finger out and go. So I've just just looked. So there's Leprechaun Five in the hood, Leprechaun Six back to the hood. And then there's Leprechaun Returns, 2018. I think there's also there was also a reboot one. That yeah, yeah. is that there was Leprechaun Origins as well, which oh, was like okay. an attempted reboot. I think. <laughs> I think I might have seen that. You know, I know I just oh, said and... that if it was a terrible, dirty little secret, and I think <laughs> it was. Oh yeah, so oh, that's 2014. Le... Yeah, and yeah, Leprechaun Returns is a direct sequel to the first film, ignoring the others in the series, okay. featuring the turn of, return of the characters Ozzy, played by the original actor, and Tori, not played by Jennifer Aniston, strangely enough. Mm. Oh, just checking, uh, just so you're all aware, on IMDb, yeah, it appears that Leprechaun in the Hood is a 3.7, so Ooh. pretty much as shit as this one. But then it does <laughs> go up to a 3.9, so, mm. you know... It's not a, it's not big steps, but they are steps in the right direction, according to the people who have stuck through the franchise <laughs> for that many films, who are better people than me, it would appear. Wait, there was even Vengeance of the Leprechaun 2020 and Amityville Leprechaun 2024. I... They are not giving up. No. <sighs> I don't know if I don't know if um, Warwick Davis is still doing them. I think he is. I think he's stuck with the series. Most of the way through. I mean, good on him. And yeah, I mean, this is the thing. He always gives a good performance, even if the mm. lines he's given are absolute yeah. crap. He's still sort of, oh, you get the it's, impression he's doing his best. It's, it is also, it is also a, a terrible shit. I mean, by this point, he's clearly not even bothering to try to do an Irish accent. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, I noticed that with the princess as well. Did anybody else notice that? Half her lines are given with an American accent and half of them are given with a very English accent. Like she was, like she is one or the other and couldn't couldn't be bothered or didn't remember that she was supposed to be doing it. <laughs> and it just kept falling in and out depending on what line she was delivering. Well, but she's also... from another planet. That's true. Perhaps, perhaps they also changed their accents. Well, they um, also um, sticks the character sticks is um, Spider from Return of the Living Dead. 
Ah, oh, I knew he looked familiar. Miguel work out. Nunes. Mm. Yes, that's what. That's the thing. Like, that's why I do think it could be down to the writing or whatever. Because there are people in this who I've seen in other stuff and really liked. Oh but yeah, absolutely. Not in this. I, th- I think we can definitely tell the writing was <laughs> was perhaps not taken too seriously. I think. I think it's just. I think it's just being able to hit the right note, especially if you're doing something where it's already kind of a spoof. Mm. What well, it's already kind of funny to then try and um, send up what's already a kind of a send up. Yeah, it's, it's too many layers. Yeah, it is. It's too many layers. You're sweating. You know, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I think that when. Dr. Mittenhand turned into a giant spider scorpion thing. Mm. That actually looked really fucking good. Yeah, it did. Very. I was. That was what surprised me. I'd got to the point where I was mentally checked out until that appeared. And then I was like, oh, actually, that does look, yeah, surprisingly good. Well, uh, well Guy Steiner was... Um... Uh, as we said, weirdly enough, I I rewatched Lost Highway, the David Lynch film. He's mm. in that. <laughs> he hasn't even got a line, but I'm just like, hang on, isn't that <laughs> that's fucking Lieutenant Gruber? <laughs> and yeah, and I looked it up, and then it was like, oh shit! And, he, and then we were going to be doing Leprechaun Four, and I'm like, look, hang on, he's in Leprechaun Four as well. What the fuck? <laughs> and, um, but he is. Uh, he was in. Genesis of the Daleks, the Doctor Who story, was the first mm. one that introduces Davros. And I can't help but feel he's giving his Davros here in yeah. the sort of, you know, like half robot chair and life support and everything else like that. Um, but also fully channeling, you know, let's face it, Camp German is definitely <laughs> yeah. his forte and he's fucking going for it here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, the guy, um, the uh, sergeant, the one with the metal plate in his head, the, like met, well, a metal mm. head. Yeah. Um, he is. He was the original drill sergeant in oh, um, Full Metal Jacket, the Stanley Kubrick's oh, really? Full Metal Jacket. And obviously, it was Arlie Ermley who ended up being the drill yeah. sergeant in that because he was the technical advisor, but and did most of his own improvised most of the dialogue and everything, and became like this fucking Hollywood fucking legend sort of thing um and yeah and the guy who plays the sergeant in this brian trenchard smith gave him the role so he got to play a drill sergeant because it was like he oh, missed out he on didn't get to. <laughs> yeah oh there you go there's there's some heart in this there is i think there that's is. the thing i think having discussed it with you guys yeah i definitely feel there is some redemption. Yeah, and I, like I didn't. I, it wasn't one of those films where I was angry by it, mm. but it was one where I, when I first put it on, I was like, "Oh, great! It's only an hour and thirty-five minutes." And then I, I, at one point, I was like, "How is this still thirty-five minutes yeah. going on a bit?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, ma- oh, mate, there is there is no there is no excuse that you know. I think it's it's lovely to hear mitigating circumstances sometimes, but you can still find the defendant guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I, I think that that's that's the thing is I just think it's 
weirdly enough, probably watching Jason X in close, <laughs> in close sort I, of. I think that may have helped. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, it's. My, I would have equaled it to Jason X mm. if I'd have only remembered Jason X. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but having watched Jason X and it being like, well, accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's just a bit sort of um i think if someone put it on at a part in the background i wouldn't be too miserable no it, it is great and it is again it is one of those like if you had half a dozen mates over and you were just sitting drinking and you just had it on to just riff on yeah I, I, it is great for, i mean it definitely has an audience um, oh yeah yeah but i i think and, and, and you can't blame it either because i think you know, I think we said when we covered the original film, we were like, it's mm. such a ludicrous concept for a horror movie. Yeah. The fact mm. that they managed to get to a fourth one and just went, oh, fuck it, just put him on a spaceship for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, I, I do quite like that, that they very, you know, it took 10 films to get Jason in space. Whereas with this, they'd only yeah. done four hours of content and they just went, oh, bollocks. <laughs> just yeah. went Move on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, See, so is I... that is that the question as well? Because obviously that there wasn't that attempt with um, Jason X, where it's like, well, right, we'll try and revitalise this, mm. you know, as a concept. Whereas they'd already had to hit that point by four. Yeah. <laughs> is it just an accelerated thing of shit? We're still not, we're not quite selling this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like they've tried to make them more. So they did the first. So the second one, if I remember correctly, is in the city. So they've brought him into a, a, like more of a metropolitan area. And then mm. the third one is Vegas. So they totally ramped <laughs> that up. Um, yeah, and then just as we say, just send a load of space marines after him. Because why not? Yeah. You never find out what was going. You never find out who, if it was him they were actually looking for, or if they just found him by accident. You don't know who had sent them out there looking mm. for anything. Nothing yeah. ever explained. Um, and I didn't understand what was going on at any point during it. But or, and like I couldn't help but feel that just at the end of it, where like towards the end, where it's like, oh, turns out the sergeant didn't just have like a rebuilt head he was an android mm. and that felt like well here's a reference to alien yeah did yeah. anyone ask for a reference to alien <laughs> no well we've got one just have it just and take it, it. it's paid for it was never explained either it was just yeah. oh fuck he was a robot next thing what <laughs> that got what <laughs> oh yeah it's just Absolute lunacy. Do you know what? I, I now I do want to go and watch in the hood because I just can't see how it gets more batshit than this. I mean, let's face it. I don't feel the poorer for having seen it. No, no. I I wasn't upset that I saw it, but but but, but I mean, I doubt I'll see it again. But you know, it was nice while it was passing. Nice scenery. <laughs> yeah. It did just came, make me want to go back and rewatch Thanksgiving, though, especially seeing as it is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, it, it's that same, but that again, that sold the. Let's make it totally mental. Let's let's get a turkey, 
cut a man's face off and just hang it on the end of his beak and have the daughter not be able to tell that it isn't really her father and it's a giant turkey wearing a man's severed face. Like, it's that level of total nutbaggery, but it's not done as well. <laughs> mm. it's, the, it's the trauma thing. Yeah. It's every, everyone has to be absolutely on the same page that this, nothing is too much mm. <laughs> and anything fucking goes. <laughs> so. <laughs> is, it, is, this, is this like the Red Shoe Diaries uh, exhibition? You know, we're in and out. Exactly, we're done. But that's all right, because uh, we do actually have a little bit of housekeeping we wanted to cover as well, didn't we, this evening? Mm -hmm. Um, In the run-up to Christmas, we're going to do something a bit different to try and Mm -hmm. get our quota in before the end of the year. Um, So we are going to be skipping our what we've been watching next week, Mm -hmm. in two weeks' time, uh, and we are going to be covering Nosferatu. Yeah, because yeah. oh. somehow in 225 episodes, we still yeah. haven't covered it. So we have mentioned it a few times, and I hadn't heard of it really until you'd mentioned it at some point years ago now. Um, but it's quite old, isn't it? Yeah, this is going to be our so our Christmas season, if you like, mm-hmm. is going to be Silent Nights. So we should be doing two classics from the silent era of film. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's why we're doing Nosferatu. It is the first, I mean, I'll look into it again, but I, th- I believe it's the first adaption of Dracula. But it's, okay. um, yeah, and it's um, F.W. Murnau directed. It's an extremely, I mean, obviously it's fucking visual. It's a silent film. But, but I imagine the, the music... It- must be there weirdly enough it depends there is a because you've got no i think there is a score for it that basically when silent movies were out um cinemas still had bands or at least an organist Mm. usually okay and they would play along to the films so depending on whether the you know the score turned up with the can of film Mm-hmm. meant that sometimes they'd just improvise or they'd do something else or it might be they'd have like a they'd just go through like a sort of songbook of classical music or something like that just for while the cinema was on it was just to have something yeah. happening so i believe there was a score to nosferatu again that's something i'll look into but um basically yeah there's lots of different um versions of it because it's one of those ones where because it's such a classic you've had um bands or sort of like artists who've wanted to do a score to it so you've got like musicians and so on like that um and at one point me and former guest uh wesley Mm. um we did our own score to it um because we are a band i mean we haven't done anything fucking years but we are a band called the function and um we did a score to nosferatu like uh, my old vhs of it mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just one of those things where it's like this is a lovely playground for various music you know like for people who want to sort of like score Trying things out. yeah so, so we know. might get a little sample of that then oh blimey i don't know i'll have to <laughs> ask where's he he'll, he'll have the recordings if anything mm. but um yeah, it was like basically, um, yeah, we just 
sat down one day and put it on and recorded us play along to it, just improvising really. It's just like the keyboards and guitar. So yeah. As I say, I went, uh, uh, when was it, uh, about two months ago, three months ago now. Uh, yeah, my uh, brother and former guest on the show, Dr. Dean, yeah, had tickets to see this at the Prince Charles in Leicester Square with a live <laughs> musician doing the music. Um, yeah, and it was the first time I'd seen it with like a live accompaniment. I'd seen it on the big screen before, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was nice to see it with live music. It definitely added yeah. something. Did you know what score they were playing to? Um, no, I think it was his own composition okay. that he was doing. Um, but yeah, he had loads of different instruments that he was kind of changing between as he went. So yeah, mm. so it was very entertaining. Um, and just so that you're all aware and you've got time, the, the two films we're doing are both silent films and they are both public domains, so nobody should have any trouble tracking them down. Uh, so we are doing this and then we will be doing The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari as the next mm. Uh, instalment uh, yeah and they'll both be up before Christmas is that what we said Adam yeah I think that w works out yeah so and then you say so you can enjoy you know you can get very festive with, <laughs> with silent German expressionism <laughs> uh, horror nice because I oddly enough I think that's quite festive but there we go yeah, no, I do. There is something about old black and white horror films that are very uh, mm. winter day, mm. yeah, appropriate. So, excellent. Right. Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Uh, go and check out Nosferatu. If you've got a load of drunken friends, go and check out Leprechaun 4. <laughs> but other than that, I probably wouldn't bother too much. Um, and if anyone has seen Leprechaun in the Hood, please let us know whether it is worse or better than number four so we know whether or not to waste our time and money. And we will see you in a fortnight's time for Nosferatu. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.